Hello everyone, welcome back to Ring Push Radio. Welcome to episode eight. I'm always your host, Adam Westwood, and today I'm joined with a special someone. Would you like to say who you are? Hi, I'm Nathan Harding. And it's lovely to have you here. Uh, Thank Nathan's you very much. one of my housemates from next year, um, and we're great friends, and I only found out a few weeks ago that he's a massive wrestling fan, so I thought what else than bring him on the show and have a bit of a discussion. So I'm just going to go straight into things and go straight onto Raw. I don't want to waste any time with you today. Uh, big news from Monday Night Raw. Roman Reigns back. Roman Reigns is back. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Uh, it was an amazing moment, wasn't it, really? Uh, goosebumps. I don't know about you. I was, I was quite shook. I was expecting... I don't know what I was expecting. I thought they were going to announce he was back, but I was also very scared they weren't. And they were going to announce like he's had to retire from the ring or something silly. So I'm very glad he's going to be coming back. Uh, I did love the way it was. How it was like, should we get on to the, uh, the reason I'm here? Like, towards the end of the promo. Like, he was just soaking up the atmosphere and it was... It must have been like 10 minutes before we actually got the announcement. Well, yeah, because he, he took seven or eight minutes to actually get in the ring. And I think it was about 20 minutes before the first advert came. So it was 20 minutes till he was actually out of the, out of the ring and the, the announcement was done. But it, it took, out of the three hours, the first like 10% of the show was just him to, like soaking everything up and getting ready to announce everything. Um, and obviously now he's going to be back. And we saw him in action later in the night as well, helping out uh, Seth um, protect Dean after Dean was being attacked. So that was really good. So we at least saw him, we threw, we saw him throw was it two or three Superman punches. Uh, he was dishing them out, wasn't he? And a spear as well. Dishing them out as only he does. Um, but no, now he's back. Do you reckon he'll be back for Mania and have a full match? And if so, who are you thinking? Oh, that's a good... See, my mind's starting to think Ambrose. So am I. I'm thinking Ambrose. If Ambrose is actually going to leave and he's, it's not a storyline thing, because I don't think it... At first I thought it was going to be a storyline and Ambrose wasn't actually going to leave. But now they've not mentioned that he, they've not mentioned anything about it for about four weeks, like two, three weeks now. So like since they announced that he was leaving, they've not announced anything else since. So I can't, I kind of thinking it's going to be less of a storyline now, and he might actually be leaving. And if he is, who better to send him out than Roman? Exactly, exactly. It would give that final sort of closure to Ambrose before he moves on. Well, I think I think because Ambrose was really reluctant. To, well, apparently Ambrose, it was announced after the show, it might have been Meltzer, so I'm not sure how reliable it was, but um, there was reports where Ambrose was supposed to go out with Seth, um, but Ambrose said no because he was too emotional and it, oh, ruined really? his, it ruined his character. So he didn't want to go out and be crying his eyes out because he wasn't expecting Roman to actually be back. That's interesting, that. Because um, I think it was something that the, no one in the back was actually told what the announcement was going to be, and they weren't told the result. They were just told that he was going to be coming back like everyone else was. So apparently there was, there was like, everyone was screaming and so excited for him, which they obviously, of course, should be. Um, but it was quite a shock to see that Ambrose actually may have been quite upset about it. That, like, he's that upset that he couldn't come out on TV because he didn't want to seem emotional. And you could, tell he was, you could tell he was quite visibly touched as well when Roman came and saved him as well. Like, he was very upset by it. I, I did enjoy that moment, especially the sort of, like, we're always there for you, but, like, they, he acknowledged, well, they, the pair of them, Rones and Rollins, they acknowledged Ambrose when he was down, but they... It was like no sort of big, oh, let's all celebrate together type thing. It was just, we're here to save you now, we're back off. Well, that's, I liked it that way because obviously it's been the whole time since the, the Shield split and, out and, and uh, Rollins like, tore off from them. The whole time it was always Ambrose and Reigns as a team uh, and then everyone was anti-Seth. And then ever since Seth came back and turned face, it was always Roman and, R- Roman and Rollins. It was never, like, it was never a, a split. So it's been really weird. And I think since Dean's turned heel... It's basically been the exact same as last time with Roman and uh, with Dean and Seth, shall I say, against Roman, and now it looks like it's gonna be Roman and Seth against Dean until Mania. As in, like, are we friends? Are we not friends? What? Where do we stand with you? 
Um, I think that's going to be quite an interesting dynamic to go into. And I'm just, I just hope that... Ro- I hope Ray, uh, Rollins, let's say, isn't too involved in the storyline. Like, he's got a storyline with Brock yeah. he kind of needs to build up to. Do you think we're going to get um, a Shield reunion match against Lashley and Drew McIntyre and Corbin? I'm expecting that's what's probably going to main event Fastlane. Yeah. I'm, I, well, I'm kind of glad. Like, I want anything to see Roman back in the ring. I'm not sure if I'd... I'm not sure if I'd personally wait off and have him return at Mania. I feel like that's a bigger moment, having his first match back at Mania, like they did with Brian last year. Um, but if he's already back and ready to go, then we need to build a storyline up. And he was obviously he 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 threw some he threw some Superman punches. He yeah yeah spit. So he's clearly in ring shape. But we we hardly saw Daniel Bryan do anything before Mania. Yeah, we just saw him get beat up a lot by by Sammy and Kevin. So so I feel like they I feel like they're gonna throw him in the deep end straight away. Um, but yeah, I feel like if anything, they are going to have that triple threat just so it makes a bit more sense. And then also, I suppose you could have Ambrose maybe turn on him afterwards. Mm. I feel like Ambrose could turn on, uh, like they could all be heading to the back and then Ambrose could turn on Reigns, not attack Rollins, just attack Reigns. But like, you've ruined, I could have done this on my own and you've attacked, you've like, you've ruined everything for me. You're coming back. No one cares about me leaving anymore. No, only here, only, everyone in here only cares about you. That, yeah, that would sort of be an interesting uh, climax to Ambrose in WWE really. I don't know how else they're going to send him out though, if they are actually if he is actually going away. Because my original, well, my original thought was that he might if he leaves, he'll be leaving, uh, but still with WWE. So he'll go and do some independent shows, but he'll show up at like Evolve, and he won't, he won't show up at like CZW. Like Punk was going to do. Yeah. Back in 2011. I feel like that's what they'll do though. I feel like they'll have him show up at all the WWE assigned independent shows. So they'll have him at. They'll, they won't, they'll have him at like ICW or Progress in the UK or they'll have him at Evolve in America and sort of have him around those sort of places. Maybe show up like once or twice elsewhere if anywhere is willing to take him. But I can't imagine them actually letting go of him or him wanting to... I can see him leaving more than them wanting to let him go. But One of the uh, sort of big three people they built up, wasn't it, with the Shield back in 2012 was like the new generation. And I always just thought these three would be WWE guys for life so I'm just yeah that, that was my thing so you remember like with the Attitude Era almost it was always uh, you'd always have um, The Rock Stone Cold and Taker they were the top three really and then the, you, the top the third would occasionally change between like Mick Foley but it was usually Taker or, it was Taker or Foley it was the three but you wouldn't imagine like The Rock leaving and going to like going to Japan midway through his reign <laughs> yeah. would you like you there was, uh, you, you wouldn't imagine The Rock going to WCW midway through would you like it wasn't going to happen you always knew that he was going to stay with WWE, so I can't imagine that. I can't imagine them wanting to let him go. Like I, I can see it as a very one-way, like, leaving. But like, they've never announced a contract running out and going to end publicly, which is why I still think something's happening. It's the way it was done, wasn't it, with the uh, announcement beforehand? Well, yeah, they announced. Was it three months before they announced it in January, didn't they? Yeah. So they announced it like three months before his contract would have ended. Like after WrestleMania, his contract ends and he's leaving. But why would they announce that? they've never done that before they could have just written them off TV otherwise which is what they've done with everyone else like they've always they've always found a way to write someone off TV and then they'll be released or then they'll be uh, their contract will end like that's what they did even yeah. with TJP they had they had Carrillo beat him and then he left and they had Hideo be uh, thrown out by Ari Davari for example only person we didn't really see was Dillinger but he in theory got his hand broken by Orton like three months ago and haven't seen him since on TV so I don't know I don't know what they're going to do with Ambrose but then that being said, if Ambrose is being, do you reckon he'll face Ambrose at Mania then? That is, 
I'm feeling inclined that would be the way to go. I'm I'm sort of struggling. Whatever matches with Reigns, I'd like to see who are not already in programs. I wouldn't really be interested in, you know, Corbin or Lashley. I feel like the only other person I'd want to see him against is maybe Balor and have an IC title match that, with Balor. But that would be a good match. But, but then but you'd have Reigns losing at Mania because I feel like you. I feel like you'd want. My thought process is that uh, in the shakeup after Mania, they're going to have Reigns go to SmackDown. That's the way I'm thinking because obviously there's the big Fox like one billion dollar contract that they're starting in so September. I think it starts. Yeah, uh, and it moved back to Friday night. So they're gonna. They've, there's already been Fox already said they want to bring the best wrestling best wrestling to the show they can. And then surely they'd want the biggest, probably the biggest star in wrestling at the minute. Yeah, they'd need from- to load up the show with the big stars, sort of similar to how it was done the first uh, draft with Raw. Sort of, many people said they had the biggest stars name value wise, whereas SmackDown had the best workers. Like, yeah, but like they now need to split it, which is why I feel like if, if because uh, with the shake, the way it always happens is you'll have one part. They'll always have equal amount of drafts. They'll always be, and then they'll be pe- like taking people from other sides. So they could, in theory, steal. If SmackDown took, uh, if SmackDown took Reigns, then you'd have AJ going the other way, and AJ going to Raw, which I feel like I'd be very weirded out by. But I feel like it's going to happen. Like there's not really much AJ can do unless he joins a tag team with someone. But who's he going to team with? Because there's no one that could really. And it's team with Samoa Joe, but he's been feuding with Samoa Joe for the last like five months. So there's not really anything logical that you could team with. That's my thought. Um, so I don't know. I feel like but if he does go to SmackDown, shall I say, this is the other thing I had penciled down about the situation. With Reigns now being back and the division's changed, like the entire roster's changed a lot in the last five or six months. Who do you want him to face now if he goes to SmackDown? Who do you think the first big feud should be? The first big feud? Oh, that's hard. Um, I would like to see Reigns versus Bryan at some point. I think I'd like to see a proper match by them. But then I feel like, do you reckon... Do you reckon you'd still need to have Brian as champion for that to happen? I don't think. I think that's one of those sort of matches. It's it would be a massive sort of feud without the belt. In my opinion, I don't think you need the belt, and then you can elevate some other people with the belt in other matches on the card. So what? So have we'll get onto this properly later. I want to hear your discussion on this later. So we'll we'll carry on with Raw, but we'll come back to Daniel Bryan and potentially what we'll do after Mania with him. Uh, Next, I've put the second biggest thing was Batista returning to destroy Ric Flair. Uh, all, the, all the memes about Ric Flair's birthday being a ending in disaster again. Um, so it looks like he's going to face Triple H at Mania. Um, presuming he's winning, who do you want him to feud with after Mania? Do you reckon he'll stay? Do you reckon he'll stay around after Mania? Do you reckon he's going to win at Mania? And if if so, which I think he will, you think he's going to win at Mania? I can't see Triple H winning. I can't see Triple H winning. Can you not? I feel like there's more to gain from a, a Batista win than there is from a Triple H win. True. Because if Batista wins, you establish another big guy, which even if he only has one more pay-per-view match, he can put someone else over. Well, one match I've really wanted to see since since 2014, since Batista came back the first time, was is Batista versus Lesnar. If both of them... I know Batista's now getting... He's now in his... I think he's 50. Nearly and I know Lesnar, he's not had... He's had a couple of good matches against some smaller workers like Brian and Styles and... Bala at Rumble. I just think this this is a match I'd love to see. Who would you want to win though? I assume you'd have Lesnar win. Yeah. Well, I I wouldn't mind who won. I don't think it really would matter who would win this. But I don't I don't really see Batista staying around after Mania. I think this is a one and done type deal. But what do you see? So you see Triple H beating him? Because my thought my thought process is Triple H is always there. 
So Triple H can be in WWE for whenever. So if we need a Triple H match in like seven months' time, we can easily get one. But a Batista match is going to be harder to come by. So if we've only got him for a couple of months or so, my thought process would be have Batista win at Mania, have a beat Triple H, and then the next month at the next pay-per-view. So I assume it'll be, is it Backlash or is it Extreme Rules next? I assume it'll be Extreme Rules afterwards. Yeah, oh, that's a good question, actually. Because since the, the dual-branded pay-per-views, it's all confusing. Let's have a quick browse to make sure. Let's have a look at the chronological order. So we've got Fast Lane Mania. We've got Backlash. I was assuming backlash, it was backlash, backlash, but I wasn't sure. Right, so now we've got we've got a Backlash in May, and then June we've got Money in the Bank and a Takeover, and then we've got Extreme Rules in July. August is SummerSlam and Takeover. September is Hell in a Cell. October's unannounced. Survivor Series in November and then December next year has TLC. So the only one that we don't know is, uh, I don't know we've got no confirmation on it, is October. But apart from that, yeah, it's going to be elimination. So it'll be, if anything, he'd be staying around until May. All right. This is what I want to happen. So in my mind, you'd have Batista stay around to the beginning of May, have him fight a backlash and lose to someone and put them over way bigger than they'd, ha- they'd be if they beat Triple H. Who would you have him go up against? Samoa Joe. Oh, now that would be an interesting match. See, my thought is, Batista loves putting people over. And he said publicly that if he comes back to the company, he wants a full-time schedule. He said this so many times. He wants a full-time schedule where he's working against, he's working live events and working people normally. He won't be doing live events against Triple H. So I assume that he'll want to do another month or so and do the live events, have the full schedule. If that's only... Because if anything, he can just do... Show, if, if anything, he can just do Tuesday nights or do Monday nights if, if Samoa Joe swaps over. Um, Joe's not won a big match. Since this is the thing. Since he's been on the main roster, I, he, he's always at the top because his promo ability is that good. And his in-ring, in-ring and promo, he's just perfect, really, for a, a heel. But I just can't remember a big win he's had. Since NXT, he's not really had a big win. He's not won a singles title yet at all in WWE. But he's always... He's, he's had uh, a few WWE championship opportunities. He's had a few Universal championship opportunities, but nothing else. He's not had any mid-card title opportunities or anything like that. I think if you have him beat Batista on Backlash, let's say, and then have a big win, then that makes that solidifies another person that they can be like, actually, we've got another big monster heel. Because at the minute, there's loads in NXT at the minute, but there's no big, there's no like huge guys on the roster, apart from like Corbin and Strowman. Like before you had Kane and you had Undertaker and you had Big Show and there was all these giants that were everywhere. And there's not really that many anymore. I feel like they could do with someone that's like a big known heel that's just going to destroy everyone. And someone like Samoa Joe should have been in that position from day one. But since they've messed around with him so much, I feel like a win against someone like Batista could just solidify him even more than he already is now for his promo ability. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Do you think they would actually go down that path and solidify Joe? Or do you think Joe's just another hand? They're always just going to sort of have there in case they need a bit, like a big match for a, a baby face or something? I don't think they'll do it, but it's what I want it's them to do. It's what you want. And if I think logically, they'll have someone like, I, w- I want this as well, probably someone like Mustafa Ali. If they go, that's if they go SmackDown. If they stay with Raw, probably someone like Finn, maybe. But then if Finn's still champion, will they want him, will they want Batista to go for the IC title? Mm-hmm. I can see that. Unless their plan is, actually, no, that won't even matter. I was going to say, unless they had him win a title and then go to all the Avengers uh, premieres, with a WWE oh, belt. Now that would be... So if he wins... So in theory, that might be the best idea I've thought of in years. You could have Batista beat 
be uh, Finn on the Raw after Mania for the title. He then goes away for the next like three or four weeks. He'll show he can show up on Raw or he can do video packages in. Uh, take the WWE title, take the, the IC title to all of the Avengers premieres all around the world because there's about five of them planned. Take them everywhere. Do all the promo events with the WWE IC title, and then lose it at Backlash to someone. But then would you want to lose it to Balor? Because there's there's a lot of talk saying Balor might be going to SmackDown. So then if he does, you wouldn't want to have the IC title belt on him because I assume they wouldn't swap the belts again. Are we working off the assumption Rollins is going to win the title at Mania? I've got, I wanted to talk to you about this later on after we talked about SmackDown. I thought my uh, I was gonna, I've had I put this down for Becky Lynch after, actually about after her being arrested. Uh, do you think that WrestleMania is going to end with three big babyface wins? Because you've got you've got Rollins versus Lesnar for the Universal Title. You've then got Becky Lynch versus Ronda. Well, you've got uh, Ronda versus Charlotte with with most likely Becky Lynch yeah, being added, yeah. and then. You've, we don't know who Daniel Bryan's facing at Mania, but it looks like it now might be Kofi, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. But do you reckon they'll actually end the show with three big, three big babyface wins? It would be sort of unprecedented, really. Um, for, it, we're sort of in need of a big feel-good WrestleMania after a couple of I downers. Like, I, think. I feel like the last, yeah, I feel like the last few WrestleManias haven't been the best. I feel like the last good one they had was thirty-one, like a great full show. Because 32 that was only really good for the, the women's title match, which was the, the... Was it women's title match? The one that was the Divas title, but then was... Uh, the one where they introduced the women's title yeah, that same night. That one. There was that match. There was that show that only had a few, like one or two good matches on it. And then last year, the only real great... There was only like two or three great matches, which were um, Becky... Not Becky. Um, Asuka Charlotte, Ronda, and Kalango versus Triple H and uh, Stephanie. Because mm. obviously the, the whole the whole Shinsuke age age ended in low blows and it wasn't the best. Match. Yeah, they were holding back anyway, and then they didn't, didn't get the go ahead to just go for it. So I don't know. I feel like it's such it's such a hard decision because there would not we've not had a true feel good mania in years. But could you see them pulling the trigger on Seth Rollins and Be- and Becky and Kofi if he's given the chance? It's hard to really say because if Rollins wins, his matches, who, who are they going to be? Are they going to be going forward? Are they going to be Lashley, Strowman, Corbin, them sort of people? Although we have got the draft where, like you said, Samoa Joe, if he came over, I think that would be a really good match. So my, my thought would be the first match Rollins would have would be, would be McIntyre. But I don't want McIntyre to lose. Is a, the thing is, the roster has not been... I don't think that the main event roster has been this stacked in years. Like, there's more people who could be main eventers than there are that just are solid mid-carders. Like, if you look at the attitude, everyone was almost like, when they were brought in, they had their own place. And there was, it was very rare you saw people, like, ascend up apart from, like, Eddie and Chris, ben, Chris Benoit, who sort of came up in Ruthless Aggression era, not, not the attitude era. They were always in the mid-card. So I feel like now, there's so many names that could be main eventers of the company that there's so many things they could have challenge and I want them all to, to do well and, ha- and have championship reigns but we've only got so little time we can have like I think Drew McIntyre could be a great what European cha- a great um, universal champion he's like European then he this, also could be a great European he champion he could be a great European champion if he changes the IC belt I'd love that the reason I was thinking that I was about to say 
he'd be the first proper UK exactly, world yeah. champion was what I was going to say. And then I was thinking of WWE 12 when if he did the Sheamus road to, road to WrestleMania. Wait, is this where he won all the belts? He formed the European <laughs> Union, but literally won all the belts. Um, and he beat Drew McIntyre to win. He had to face everyone at WrestleMania and to beat Drew McIntyre for one of the belts. It was a wild, it was a wild road to WrestleMania. But yeah, the one where the one where the the the, the road to WrestleMania ended with you on the top of WrestleMania stage with about seven belts because <laughs> yeah. you had both the tag belts, you had the European Championships, oh both God. all the mid card belts and the World Championships. Anyway, yeah, I reckon Drew McIntyre should should get a shot at some point. Uh, it was looking like it was going to go that way until we had uh, until Mania. I thought his momentum sort of been halted a bit uh, following Rumble, to be honest. Yeah, my thought. I'm surprised they've not brought back Ziggler yet because I I don't know why they split them to start with. There was no reason to split them. They were working so perfectly together that I don't see why they did it. Because especially like I know Ziggler wanted some time off, but they could have had they could have had a momentous match to to get Ziggler mm. off TV, and not just have them split up for no reason. And then Ziggler eliminated McIntyre from the Rumble when he mysteriously came back for one night for a Rumble after saying he had gone on uh, hiatus for a bit. So I assumed at first it was going to be McIntyre versus Ziggler at Mania off of w- when we watched the Rumble together. Yeah, we, said yeah, it, that, yeah. we said that could be what they'll do. And Ziggler's just not came back yet. So there's just nothing planned for him. Like, what's he going to do at Mania? This is the going back to what you said a few uh, minutes ago about how stacked the roster is. There's so many people they got to get on the card, but there's not really room. A lot of these big, these big names... They're going to end up in the Andre the Giant more about Royal, aren't they? Well, my thought there should be a, there should be something given to the both memorial both like the battle royals. I think the what I've always thought they should do is have the winner of the battle royal get a shot at one of the titles on the on the go on like the show as after Mania, if that's Raw or SmackDown depending on the winner. So say if let's just say Samoa Joe wins because he's not got a match at Mania. Yeah. He could then have on on SmackDown the next night or two nights time, should I say he'd have a WWE Championship match which would be against either Kofi or Brian, it's looking like it will be. Or if you had, let's say you have, um, I don't know, let's say Kyrie Sane wins the women's one, she could show up on Raw the next night and face against Becky Lynch, which would be, why have I thought about this? Oh no, that would be so good. <laughs> that would be a wild ride. That would be a very, I don't know who to cheer for in that match. I feel like I'm like the biggest Kyrie Sane fan ever. Um, no, but I feel like if they, give, if they give the matches something to do, like... Exactly, they're just... They're just there on the card. It's just the winner doesn't get anything. Just to get a stupid trophy, which is going to get destroyed the next night. I mean, well, this is the, did you know? Do you remember off the top of your head who won last year? Oh, that's a good question, actually. I know. I I thought about this the other night, and I saw I saw people tweeting about it, so I had a check. How many have we had now? Four or five? Yeah. yeah. Um, We've four. Gosh, that's a. I can only remember back to the one before last year, which was Mojo. Winning. It's not Mojo. It was not Mojo. Are you going to give up? Yeah, I'm going to give up. Okay, so the win. So we've had we had Cesaro win. Then we had Big Show. Then we had Baron Corbin at 32, which I predicted rightfully. No one else in the world got this apart from me. <laughs> Mojo Rawley won at 33. Matt Hardy won last year. Matt Hardy. Do you remember how he won? Oh, is this with? Bray Wyatt coming yep. out towards the end of the match. Yep, and uh, thinking that they were going to split, like everyone was, they had this big feud and then everyone was always going to attack him and eliminate him. And then they finally tuned up and became a tag team for a while. Um, but yeah, 
that was that was the last year winner, but no one remembers because he was just taken off TV like for half the year. Yeah, it's a one and, and then, done incident. And isn't then it? Naomi won the women's one, didn't she? Yeah. And they've done oh. nothing. The women's one that was. Uh... They've done nothing since. So it's weird. It's almost like they have these big matches that we know they're going to have every year, but with nothing to them, there's no point having it. Like with all the with let's say the Dusty Road Classic, right? Like it's a similar sort of thing. The winner of that tournament gets an NXT championship, mm. that NXT Tag Team Championship match. There's stakes to the match. Yeah, so if you win the tournament, you know that at the next takeover, you're facing the tag champions for the titles, which is a big thing, considering how like, ex- like how great those titles are. Like they're probably, like, I think all the NXT titles have had, like haven't had bad winners in the last like six years, <laughs> like since it started almost. So like they're the, the most, like everyone wants to have those titles almost. I can't think of the word I'm thinking of. Prestigious, that's the one. Yeah, that prestigious is the titles. I couldn't. I literally every other descriptive for the word prestigious, except for saying prestigious. Um, yeah, so like, that has something to do when you if you're winning a battle royal. Like we had Corbin win it. He then came to the main roster because he was still on NXT at the time. Feuded with Ziggler for about four months. <laughs> did nothing with the. Then I don't think he even won the feud. And now he wrestles in a suit and he's not the GM anymore. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's like if you win it, you you just that could have get, been like the momentum to go. But the, yeah, I do remember that feud with Ziggler, and that was just a nothing. It was like they had Big Show win it. They had Big Show win it because obviously, like, oh, Andre the Giant, this is our giant now. Like that was the only reason they had him win it. It's the f- first time you've ever won a, a match where you need to throw your opponent over the top. Right? What a surprise! <laughs> what a surprise. No one ganged up on him. <laughs> but like, they don't have anything to the match, so there doesn't. No one's like no fan bothers about it. Everyone uses it as the toilet break nowadays, because no one cares. Like manias are so long, you don't want to miss any of the matches because they're all so high. Like they all have such high stakes, and then there's a random battle royal with nothing in it. And I feel like that's where people are going to end up. Like all these names are going to end up. We've gone to this was this started off yeah. where we were always be on. Ro- it was on Rollins and his t- if if he wins if he uh, who's he going to yeah. face <laughs> and are we going to see three fa- three big fake babyface wins. And then we thought about Drew McIntyre being in the Battle Royal and got sad. But yeah, do you think they're going to have three big wins? Yeah, I think they will. I just think, like we said, they've had a couple of manias where crowds have sort of not been too pleased with some of the results and matches and we are just due some a really good feel-good mania, I think. See, the thing I'm seeing a lot of people say online and I'm kind of agreeing with is... So this is all going off if Kofi gets his chance at Mania, mm. which I think which it's looking like it's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, it's looking likely. Um, so you have Kofi win the WWE title mm. um, and then maybe have one of the New Day members split up with him or, or split or both of them leave him and have like Big E and, Co- like Big e and Xavier just like, or Xavier not attacking him, Big E attacking him for getting his chance and not getting a moment or whatever. And that leads to Big E versus Kofi. Uh, if they do split or leave that for a week or two after, You'd then have Becky win, finally, because she obviously, everyone knows Becky's going to win. But then you'd have Brock retain because there's another Saudi Arabia event in May. Has has Batista made any any points clear about his views on the Saudi Arabia type deals? I think he was very upset about them. Yeah, well, that, that rules out Lesnar versus Batista at Saudi Arabia, which is... Which could have been a possibility. Saying that, I think everyone everyone's upset about it until they see the money they're going to mm. pay them. So I don't know because Daniel Bryan was extremely upset about them, but then was in the Royal Rumble for an hour and a half. So yeah, good point. So it's like the only name that didn't go was John Cena, almost because he's the only one that can say that. Like 
they work for, they work for a company they're not gonna they're not they, they don't have that much power to be able to say that they can't go so but that's so that led i've basically answered my next question i'd already written down i was gonna say do we have three big wins at mania is becky gonna be added well of course both becky both is, were yeah. both were very obvious questions of yes but yeah i feel like seth would then face brock at, at south in saudi arabia but i don't want him to i want i want this to be three big wins because i've I, I would hate it if Rollins lost at Mania and then won the belt at Saudi Arabia. That would just be horrible. The fans won't like it, but the Saudis will, and the Saudis are paying them a mm, lot. Exactly. So, mm, I don't know. Well, I can see it happening, but at the same time, I can also see uh, them doing a rematch at Mania. They can do, I'll see them doing a rematch, but then apparently, like the Saudis want them to always have big matches at, in their show in their shows. So if Brock's not lost the belt yet and he does there, then I suppose that makes sense. Anyway, we'll get on to SmackDown. It was a very interesting show on SmackDown the other night. So to start off the night, we had, uh, it was supposed to be a contract signing between Kofi and Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan signed, Kofi's, a, I think he put the K down. Uh, and then Kevin Owens, uh, Vince McMahon comes out and he announces Kevin Owens is in the match instead. And Kevin Owens just walks down, looks really upset about it and signs the contract anyway. Doesn't say a single word in the promo, just sits there signs the contract and then that's it I love this Kevin Owen he just I love it it was like the, he was like the real deal the prize fighter they're finally giving him the NXT prize fighter gimmick again finally and it makes so much sense because remember how everyone did you see oh, I was met with another Meltzer mess up again do you remember um, so he started he had all the promo videos coming back and it was him there was the bowling where he missed the shot and there was the uh, the pizza where he had uh, he had pineapple on his pizza and there was him with his son and his son said he was going to lose or something. Like, all everyone was like, he's going to have like an anti-Mr. Perfect gimmick. And he comes back and instantly he's in the World Championship uh, yeah. match in two weeks at the next pay-per-view before Mania. And he's looked like he's the, he's doing this all for his family and he doesn't, want, he doesn't want to take away Kofi's moment. What? He's like, yeah, I'm taking away your moment. I'm sorry for you, but... I'm the better man. I'm doing this for my family. I'm going to win the belt. He just looks like a badass, to be honest. Did you watch the promo they put on YouTube after the show? No, I don't think so, I have. I think it's Kathy Kelly's interviewing him. Um, and he nearly starts crying because he's, he's mentioned the fact that he's been, he's been, he's not had five months off since, since both his children were born. Well, that's... So he's not had five months consecutively off away. He's not been injured since both his, and I think... Owen now is like 11 or 12. Jesus, so that's a He's not had five time. months off in that long. So he's been wrestling consecutively for the last like 12 years. So he's not had time to see them grow up and develop. So she's interviewing him. She's like, why did you take the opportunity? He's like, I've been off for five months and I'm now here. I'm back to full health and they, I've got to come back to work at some point. And I'm, Vince McMahon calls me and offers me a world championship opportunity. I'm not going to say, like, I'm firstly, well, I'm going to come back to work anyway. But when I'm being offered to come back from leave my family for anything, it had to be worth my time. So for them to offer me what I probably deserve anyway, it just seemed right. Like, why would I miss this? And I'm, I was like, I'm sorry for Kofi. Kofi deserves this. And he'll probably, if I win, he, he was like, um, he's going to get his shot down the line, but he won't be beating me for it because I, I need this. My family need to have something for me to leave them and come here and win it. Like, it was insane. Like he nearly teared up because he was that emotional about it. It sounds like it's a really good pro. It sounds like it needs it needed to be on the actual show. Yeah, it's the sort of thing they need Talking Smack for. Yeah, Talking I Smack, miss, bring it back. I miss Talking Smack so much. The it, Miz on there was just gold, wasn't he? How are they not doing Miz versus Brian yet? Are they saving it? They've got to be saving it to SummerSlam, surely. 
surely. That'd be one year since. Would that be one year since I last had a match? When was the last time they fought? Was it? They did Maurice. Did they do Maurice oh, did, and? Did they have a match after SummerSlam? Like, did they do Maurice and Bree? No, Maurice and Miz versus Bree and Brian. Was that right? Because Brian and Brian and uh, Bree had a match, didn't they? Yeah. But who was it against them? Because I remember seeing there was a there was a dreadful shirt. Yeah. Well, they had a mixed tag at Hell in the Cell with against Miz and Maurice. Yeah. But then they didn't have an actual. The Miz won it. Think he didn't. He? Didn't Miz win in um, Australia? I swear, Miz beat him. No, Brian beat him in two minutes twenty five. That was the other way. Yeah. Seconds, something like that. But they never had a proper blow off from it. So I still want them to have a, like a full on match. I'm a, I'm a huge Miz fan. I love the Miz. I think he's brilliant. He's good at everything he does, really. Like everyone's like, he's not the best worker, Mark. Yeah, but he gets he he gets everyone worked. Like he, everyone hates the Miz when he's a heel, but everyone loves him as a everyone loves him as a face right now. It makes no sense. I didn't think anyone would ever cheer the Miz after his horrible face turn. I can't remember, maybe five or six years ago. I, I just dreadful. could never imagine Miz as a face ever again. And now we're all cheering for his dad. <laughs> yeah. it, it makes no sense. His dad's gonna be at ringside again for uh, for the tag match at, at Fastlane. Have you noticed, this, quick, while I'm thinking of Fastlane, have you noticed there's no Raw matches yet on Fastlane? There's, there's like four, I think there's only, there's only three matches announced for Fastlane. And it's what, two? It's it two weeks? Week, yeah, a week on, yeah. A week on Sunday. Uh, that's it's surprising, weird. that two weeks. It's the problem with it, with two pay-per-views pigeoned in between Rumble and oh, there is, Main there is, a, there is a Raw match. It was announced on, um, announced on Raw. The, uh, Naya and Tamina are going to be facing oh for the tag titles, for the tag yeah. titles. but that's sort of an inter-brand match because any brand can fight for the uh, it was announced on NXT we'll talk about it in a minute but um, Sasha and Bailey showed up and said any brand can fight for the titles at any time so but yeah there's three Smackdown matches and then that because uh, Mandy versus Asuka was announced after the show and there was did you see the awful render they made they uh, they had a Leo they had Leo oh, with Rush. the Leo Rush's arm Leo in Rush was in the background and it made no sense. Uh, like he, people were paid to do that. Is, there, is he smaller than Mandy? Probably. That that is weird though. <laughs> well, I mean he's about five foot four. I'm nearly a foot taller than Leo Rush. Wow, put that into perspective. Imagine if I ever interview Leo Rush and I'm just sat there like holding <laughs> my arm is bent to reach it. That is a scary thought. I feel like I feel like I still think I've never like fully met. Well, I've met quite a few wrestlers now, that's a lie. But like all of them have been like six foot four. So I always imagine every wrestler's gonna be like a giant <laughs> yeah. compared to me. And I'd meet Leo Rush and it's just like a, he looks like a toddler. It's outrageous. Anyway, yeah, they had the, they had him behind Mandy and it made no sense. Um But that being said, so we've got Brian and uh, Brian and Kevin Owens at Fast Lane. I think the winner's pretty obvious of this match. I think Kevin I Owens think so, is gonna yeah. lose. Um that being said, Kofi at WrestleMania. What we thinking? Oh, I, I can't believe it. Genuinely looks like they are going to pull the trigger on Kofi, and I just can't believe it. To be honest, I'm so it just it sort of I'm came so out of the blue, excited. didn't it? it oh, he's Honestly, been. A- so I'm Mustafa. I've got probably like five wrestlers that I will support no matter what they're doing at the minute. Um, and Mustafa Ali is one of the five, right? And I was so upset to see him taken out of the main because like, he was it was the main event of a pay per view, and I was like, he's been on the main roster le- like less than two months. It'll be in the main event of a massive pay-per-view, one of the biggest ones of the year. I was so buzzing for him, and then he got taken out, and then was replaced by Kofi. 
and since then Kofi's just skyrocketed to the most literally the hottest male baby face on the in the company almost like apart from apart from Roman Reigns now because mm, like yeah. everyone now knows Roman's back but on Smackdown at least no one's no one's bigger than Kofi at the minute and so they, I think they're gonna do it and if they don't do it why not is the question this is the thing I've seen a lot of people online for a lot of years say about the New Day how it would freshen it up if one of them went off and fought for a world title and a lot of people have been asking for something like this and to give this sort of spot to Kofi he's been in the company for so many years he's just he's I saw a statistic it was ridiculous how many different title belts he has won how many championships he's won won. I think he's won he's won everything apart from a world title exactly um, he's won US IC uh, tag belt he won, he's won both he's, uh, he's had so many different tag partners as well yeah he's been like Truth he's been Evan Bourne Evan Bourne um, New Day obviously New Day. and he's won he's won both with he's won both with Kofi he's won both with Big E and Xavier with New Day as well um, and it's probably more as well missing out there as well like, he, the only thing he's not won in his career is the world title and there's never been a fully like African American world champion either who are, at the minute who better than who better than Kofi Kingston? Like no one, no one hates Kofi Kingston. No one. All you hear is good words from the company. You saw on Twitter um, when after the Gauntlet match, so many other wrestlers were coming out with just so much praise for Kofi, like how he deserves this sort of opportunity now. Well, the, yeah, he's been in, he's been in the company now. For, I don't know if you can hear that, but there's a band practicing near us, and it's very bizarre to hear a random horn. Enjoy the music, um, if you can hear it. No, um, so yeah, so when everyone thought Kofi was going to go to the main event after the feud with Randy Orton, and then obviously he messed up a spot, got called stupid four times, got hit with the most painful looking RKO almost ever, and then one that looks worse is maybe the RVD one where he lands on his skull. Oh, <laughs> like that one where he just lands vertically. Look, is that only, one that, only normal RKO that looks worse? And then just became a mid-carder, which we just like went back to normal. Because did they even have like a? They didn't even have a pay-per-view match for it. I don't think those two. Um, I don't know if we can actually hear that or not. I'm trying to see on the uh, recording if we can pick this up. <laughs> it's really loud. For my it's very loud for us. Yeah. They've stopped playing, so now I'm trying to. I'm trying to check this, but I can't see. Anyway, if not, if you can't hear this in the recording, it's gonna be the most weird thing to hear us discussing uh, trombones and horns going on. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, he's never had a world. He's never had a singles world championship match. Oh, did you? Shane uh, mistakenly said he's never had a world championship match. Oh, did he? On oh. SmackDown when he was in. Yeah, been, went about two, three weeks. He's been, ago. He's been in, yeah, two weeks ago. He was in Elimination Chamber. He's been in three Elimination Chambers overall. With four, he's been in four actually. Even the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Was a title match a couple of years back, wasn't it? Yeah, the Royal Rumble with Reigns at uh, twenty sixteen. Was it, was it 2016? Yeah. 2017? 16. Was it 16? Yeah, when Triple H won, wasn't it? Yeah, but then who won 2017 then? Who won 2017 Rumble? Yeah. Ooh. Oh my days. No, it was 2017 because Shinsuke no, are, are you won... sure? No, it was 2016 because that's when Styles debuted at number three. Yeah. And it, it was in a title, a title match in his first... Am I saying this? Okay, oh, I'm going... Is I'm... this right? You know, I'm really... I'm really doubting you now. 18 was Nakamura. 18 was Nakamura. So 19 19 was Seth. Then Nakamura. 
Was it Orton? Oh yes, when he was part was, of the Wyatt family. It was Orton, and he, that was how that's how uneventful that was. So what's weird? I've just seen this random stat right now. In the since 2014, so since the one since the one where Batista won for WrestleMania 30, Reigns has either won or been in the final three of one, two, three, four different uh, Royal Rumbles. So in the last five years, he's been in four of the last. So apart from the one he wasn't in this year. Oh no, it's two. I was just saying two. He's, been, he's not been in the final two. He's not been. When Triple H won, he was fi- yep. he was third. Third. Because Ambrose got beaten last. Ambrose was last in there with Triple H, and then they had the match at um, Roadblock, which was insane. That was. A- yeah, I really enjoyed that match. that match. It was funny because out of every, well, Triple H has had matches with all three of the Shield members, and the best one was with Dean Ambrose. But it's also the one that is never talked about. Um, and then. Uh, Randy eliminated Roman last, Nakamura eliminated Roman last, and then this year, Rollins eliminated Braun last. So apart from the year he wasn't in it, this year, which doesn't really count, so apart from that, he's only, he's only missed one of the top three, or top four, but the uh, top two, so sorry, but he's in the third. That interesting is, stuff. That is a very interesting stat. Um, but yeah, I feel like they've got to pull the trigger on Kofi now, surely. Surely. There's a lot of feuds as well that would work perfectly with him. Because I've seen, people have said that they don't want, they don't think they're going to give it to him just for the fact that he's not a pull and he's not like a main event pull but this that I don't think that uh, idea really works in 2019 about main event pulls I mean yeah well I mean everyone has the network anyway so you don't really the only thing is ticket sales but just make good matches which they easily can exactly like there's so many matches that people want to face like people want to see like if that's if they eventually have Kofi leave the New Day or have the New Day turn on him and break up the new day and have big. I think Biggie would be the one to break it up. I can't see. A, Do you it, think they're ever going to break it up? You think they are? Not, not this, not right. They'll no, do it no not right now. But I just thought, I just think New Day is going to be one of those things that can just keep going on till the end. Really, New Day probably could last forever. Let's be real. Like I don't think they need to ever end the New Day because of how associated with pop culture as well it is. They can always just do new. New things every time. Well, yeah, they did. They started doing pancakes, obviously, all of us like randomly because it was obviously the cereal for so long, which they still sell. Like in America, you can buy Bootios still. Because <laughs> one of my friends sent me a picture of it. Uh, it was in the because someone had edited. Oh, it was a very weird picture. Someone had edited a picture, or someone had took like got an actual picture of a penis and stuck it on a box of cereal in a in a supermarket. So he's walking through a supermarket and sees this box of cereal with a big penis on it. But next to it in the aisle is loads of Bootios. So it makes, I was just really confused <laughs> oh. the fact that they genuinely still sell them oh in, the, in America and why we don't have them here. Because it's very upsetting. Because I want to try them and I can't. And I just want to pay a £10 input charge for a box of cereal. Well, that would be quite something. I mean, would, would I pay £10 to import some cereal? Yeah. <laughs> if I had the money, yes. Um, yeah, I want to see, I want to see Kevin Owens versus Kofi. I want to see Kofi take on Daniel Bryan loads of times. I want to see him take on Mustafa Ali because then he'd be finally having his rematch. I want to see him take on Roman Reigns. I want to see him take on anyone. I want to see Kofi Norton again singles. Oh, after that's a great idea because if you have AJ, if you have AJ Ooh. versus Orton, Orton can win, and then they make that number one contendership for yeah. Oh, if you made that because they because the whole thing is they said they mentioned it on Raw the other night. They don't want to have number. They don't. They're not doing the whole point of the. Uh, the WWE get like universe getting control. They did like six, like three or four months ago. They said they weren't going to have any more automatic rematch opportunities. So then they wouldn't have one. 
because then Brian wouldn't have one. Brian would have to earn a chance again, and then you've got a new challenger in Alton, yeah. who's not had a who's not had a WWE title match for about two years now. Since well, since he won a main, since he lost to Jinder, I don't think he's been anywhere near the title. Because he's never faced he's never faced AJ, and AJ's basically been the champion the whole time. Yeah, which is surprising really, because when you look back at AJ on SmackDown, you just think he's fought everyone, but. Orton. I mean, well, I am looking forward to this match. Because last year, so last, last year he faced, uh, last year at the Rumble and until Mania, he faced Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Then he had um, Shinsuke, at Mania, Shinsuke at Mania until like Money in the Bank. For a long time that went For a went long on. time. And then did, who did he have in the summer? Um, I'm going to check now. I'm going to check this one as well. But he faced Cena the year before at SummerSlam when he was champion and then obviously he lost the title to Brock just before Survivor Series. Samoa Joe didn't he? Yes yeah. of course yeah so yeah he's not actually had that many feuds because a lot of them were just being more and more rematches even though they hadn't deserved them so in all this time there's not been that many people on Smackdown that have had championship opportunities like you've not seen Andrade's been on the show for nearly a year and not had any championship match yet and then as well you've got all the new NXT call-ups as well like imagine Kofi versus Alistair Black that would be Kofi so versus sick. Ricochet that'd be insane Thing is, I feel like they'll. I feel like if they all, if all four of them are going to go up after Mania, they'd have, they'd split up, Champer and Gargano. Surely they'd need to. Surely they'd have they'd have like Ricochet and Gargano on one, and then Black and Champer on the other. I'm so ready for Black on the main roster and Ricochet. Did you see the thing? Did you see the weird interview though backstage they did? Yeah. What with um with, with Lana? Lana? Oh my! They shouldn't have him backstage. We've only we've never seen a backstage interview with him. Until the, until it is that. weird, isn't it? Just seeing Alex the Black well, hanging was, around backstage with Ricochet. There's been one interview. There's been two interviews. They've done some post matches with him, where he's been out in the back post date, like af, even after NXT. Uh, but they did one before halftime heat, then one after halftime heat, and they were like, "We are the biggest show in the, we are the best wrestling show in the, in the world," or something like that. But the, he's done so little, and then Lana was like, "You're a normal man, you are." <laughs> what? But yeah, that that that's a good question. It once that once that up. So I think Black and Black and Ricochet are definitely up. Gargano and Champa maybe not because obviously Champa's champion and uh, Gargano may get a chance soon. So if those if Gargano if uh, Black and Ricochet are up, who dropped them to face? Who dropped their first like? Well, you just said Kofi and uh, Ricochet. That now one. I feel like so Rick- then so that's on, that's on SmackDown. What on Raw then with Black? Oh. We mentioned earlier who we'd want Reigns to face, and I've just thought of Reigns going for a spear and then Black Mass, and I I really want that match now. <laughs> I'm gobsmacked. I'm genuinely gobsmacked. I love that idea. I love it. I want it to happen so bad. Yeah, I think that's perfect. I think that'd be good because then as well, if you even if you have, they can just do th- like a best of three. They can do a best of three series. That's how you can get Reigns back into the main event picture. And have him face at SummerSlam. Do what they did. So you know how they did with Cena and Owens. They had three pay-per-view matches. Mm. Owens won the first. Cena won the second two. If they do the, the, like and have Reigns win the first, Black win the second, and then have one, and then have a match just before. It'll be the pay-per-view before, or it can be on, the, like a, it can be on any TV show. Uh, winner of this match gets uh, faces uh, Universal Champion Seth Rollins at, at SummerSlam. And then Black loses to Reigns. He still beat Roman Reigns. Exactly. And then you've still- and he's had a great feud with him. 
I saw Roman Reigns has great feuds with everyone. Because I saw people, I saw, uh, I saw someone tweeting about it online. Has Braun Strowman had a good feud apart from the one with Roman? I will say one, fe- one feud apart from that, which I did enjoy, was him and Big Show. It was, it was yeah. not such a feud as just a couple of matches. That was brilliant. They were really enjoyable. But no, I do agree with what you say there about Strowman and uh, Reigns. I think they have definitely been his best matches in WWE. I think even uh, even before the whole leukemia announcement, everyone really underrated Roman Reigns. But everyone doesn't remember that he's had so many great pay-per-view matches and he has, he's been like the most like well-rounded wrestler on the roster, apart from his promo ability, which isn't even that bad. Well, It's not that bad. We've seen some of the promos he has given when he can be himself rather than just... Yeah, when it's like, you could tell he didn't have a script the other day. Yeah. There was nothing there. And he just had fun with it. And it was brilliant. So I feel like they should definitely do that. Oh, that, oh I'm excited for that now. All right. After that, we've got uh, the Hardy Boys return. Oh, back to Smackdown. Back to Smackdown. <laughs> I feel like I want to get back on topic quickly because otherwise I'm just going to be stuck here for the next hour thinking about Alistair Black <laughs> kicking Roman Reigns' skull off. Um, oh, God, what a thought. So Hardy Boys returned. It was scheduled to be Johnny Gargano versus, um, versus Cesaro, but there's reports of a Tommaso Ciampa injury, so that's why I think the match was pulled. You, that's what you thought, at least. Yeah. Um, so what song are they playing I have I no know. idea. All, is that over a trombone or a trumpet or something? Yeah, there's some there's some large horn. <laughs> I think it's um, the Greatest Showman. Oh, could, yeah, it's yeah, Greatest could Showman. Be. They can't, I don't think you can hear it on the uh, audio. I've just had I've just super zoomed in on the audio file. I don't think you can actually hear anything. Well, that's impressive because so if, if I can hardly hear you. If these microphones are only picking up my voice, I'm so amazed. Um, so, TLC at Mania is my thought. So we've got the Hardy Boys versus the Usos. Usos aren't going to be facing Shane, aren't going to be facing the best team in the world, of all time in my opinion. <laughs> the, Miz and Mc, the Miz McMahons. They need a new opponent. Hardy Boys, TLC at Mania. Brothers versus brothers. It sells itself. And then I saw, I, sh- I tweeted this to you yesterday. Someone suggested Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens in there as well. Oh. Which could be interesting. Kevin Owens and... Yeah, I would like. I would like to see that. I feel like. I feel like the tr- the uh, they don't normal tag matches don't usually work well at Mania. Like they always need to have a gimmick in them. I think. So. Well, what did we have last year? Do you remember the, the freeway with Bludgeon Brothers? Yeah. Was New Day was it? Was New it Usos Day, as well? In there? Brothers and. Yeah, it was. It was, it was. was that not an OD? It, was the, it wasn't it was an ODQ, was it? The Usos won. No, Usos had the belts going in, um, and then the Bludgeon Brothers won. And then Harper got injured. So forgettable. They could have Harper should have been in the main event or in the paper in the World Championship match, the main year before. It should have been the main year before. It should have been Bray Wyatt versus Roman yeah. versus Randy Orton versus Luke Harper. Because he was on fire at that point. He won. He won a um, wait. He drew with Randy Orton in the battle royal to be uh, for number one contendership. And I thought at that point, yeah, like you say, triple threat. But I mean, literally, the Wyatt family imploding. Perfect match, and then they have the weird projected maggots on the floor that it was the bizarre one of the worst mania matches i think i've ever seen because they had they had a projector above the so the fans didn't have in the stadium had no clue what was going on unless you're at the very top so like it was just for the tv and like i don't think matches like that work entrances i can sort of deal with but yeah they did butcher that the the bray wild's title reign was it lasted two months (laughs) 
and he could have been he could have been probably the, a world champion he could have been a world champion for like six months or so at least at least I think that was the sort of last chance they had to sort of save Wyatt and now it's just sort of he's just not a big big name anymore my opinion well, he's not been on he's been technically he's been I think he's been fit for the last year and he's not been on TV once Excuse me. <laughs> Just accidentally punched the microphone there. <laughs> Sorry, it's like Roman Reigns. Superman, <laughs> Superman punch. Oh, it's fine. I'll what, fix been it. fit for a year? I know he has been fit for a fair like, few. For like, no, for that's like six months or so. Either like, way, like, do they just have nothing to do with it? Surely they've got something they could do. I don't want to see it straight away, but Black versus Bray Wyatt Ooh. would be very interesting. Yeah. It's going to be Bray being destroyed again, but I think it's fair. Like, I can take him being destroyed if we can then get Black as a top star. And I think it'd be interesting to see, like, I was really excited for Bray versus Taker. I think that should have been the one to end the streak, in my opinion. And I'll say this till the cows go home. Or the streak shouldn't have ended. Either or. But, um, but yeah, I don't see the point. Like, there's so, like, that match could have been great, but. I know, what was talking about the, uh, Back to the Hardy Boys. Back, again, all the you tangents. Know, so the TLC match you just suggested. Yes. I think SmackDown's tag roster at the minute is really, really good. Well, yeah, well, think about it this way. So they've got Usos, Hardy Boys. They've then got... Um, you've got... You've technically got Bri uh, Brian and Rowan, if you count them. The New Day. Um, Did you say Gallows and Anderson? They're on SmackDown, aren't they? Mm. After they're on Raw. You've got, the, you've got Sanity sat there doing nothing. Yeah, Sanity doing nothing were, at all. Was, they were the one I'm thinking of. I can't get them out of my brain. You, I think you've still got the shooting uh, shooting stars till technically on there. So the clones are on the, sh on the show as well. Aren't doing anything with them. They could do something. They could do so many good matches with that. And they could probably... I doubt many of the teams are going to swap hands on Raw. Like with the uh, shake-up, shall I say. But Raw's in comparison is very minor. It is. The, well, we got the revival. We got... Gable and Gable and Rude revival. Orphs of pain, but uh, who's which one of them's injured? Which mean? I think one of them's injured from the Orphs of pain. Is it Akam? Oh yeah. Akam, sorry. Yeah, Akam. Yeah, Akam's injured at the minute, unfortunately. Um, so there's just that was what. Oh, I, and, and they got Leech a house party. Oh, um, the B team. <laughs> it's nothing in comparison to SmackDowns, is it really? You've technically, have we still got, um, I don't know if the B team is still a thing as well, aren't they? I think so. The B team is still a thing. Um, Brizango will be a thing when Fandango's back as well. The Major Brothers on Raw with Kurt Hawkins and Ryder finally doing stuff. They're still true, doing loads of them. They're still doing loads of backstage segments with them as well. Can't forget Heavy Machinery as well. Otis, oh, yeah. Otis appearing out of walls. <laughs> that oh, it's all you uh, like that. Because I didn't notice it at the time. Yeah, I didn't notice this at the time. So anyone who doesn't know, uh, on Raw the other day, so uh, Otis and Tucker were backstage uh, and Ascension were talking bad. They were talking smack to Tucker and they were saying how uh, he... <laughs> they were saying how Otis looks like a cheeseburger. And all of a sudden, Otis just spawns through the wall <laughs> and he just goes, jeez! And just spawned and doesn't and just like screaming and then runs into both of them at the same time. <laughs> it was the most bizarre thing. <laughs> I honestly love Otis Dozovic so much. He's just Otis now, actually, isn't he? He's not. They took away Dozovic. They took, oh, have they? It's Tucker and Otis. They took away Knight oh. and Dozovic. Otis, I can kind of get Tucker. Bit plain. Bit, bit boring. 
Yeah, Tucker on its own. But like, I feel like people. But Dozovic made sense because he his whole his whole gimmick is exactly he's a exactly. Dozovic the bulldozer made perfect sense. But anyway, that's just the most bizarre thing. Uh, we'll finish off SmackDown with this. So you have you have uh, R Truth's John Cena Open Challenge, <laughs> living up to his to his life his childhood hero. His childhood hero, yeah. Even though uh, R Truth is older than John Cena, um, that's a weird thought, isn't it? That R Truth's older than John Cena. Oh, he, he is. He was back in the attitude era, was. wasn't he? Um, so the Andrade started out coming out to open it, and then Rey Mysterio came down, attacked, uh, attacked Andrade. Uh, and was looking like it was going to be a one, uh, Truth had to choose and then Truth said what would John Cena do John Cena would take a triple threat match so he did a triple threat match and he beat Rey Mysterio emulating his hero emulating his hero After, oh my god that match you reminded me now of when Cena, do you remember when um, Cena so after Punk vacated the title Rey Mysterio won a tournament to win the WWE Championship that Cena wasn't in then later that night, yes, Cena had I a one on one match against Rey Mysterio, who just won the belt. Or it was the week after or something. It was the week after, I think. I think Rey Mysterio had the belt for one. Because he beat Miz in the final of this like mini tournament. Yeah, they did a four man tournament one night. And Miz, so Rey Mysterio won two matches that night and then lost to Cena, who wasn't in the tournament. And then Punk returned like a week or two later after leaving. They completely fumbled that. Summer story. of Punk could have been special. Anyway. Poor Ray, he's it's in his it's in his book now. It's in his it's in his history <laughs> yeah. book. He's won the WWE Championship. He's yeah, won everything. Um, but it's looking like, and to my joy, we're gonna see Andrade versus Ray at WrestleMania. I know you've wanted this match on a big stage for a long time. <sighs> I've spoke about this match so many times to you. <laughs> I feel like Andrade as with is with Mustafa Ali on that list of absolute legends. <laughs> he's one of the five, and. And I feel like I I wanted I hoped they were gonna have the two out of three falls match actually not end in a false finish, but it did. They got attacked by Randy Orton. Was it Randy Orton? Yeah. I yeah, think it was so, Randy yeah. Orton. Um so that match didn't end properly. I still want because if that match didn't end, that would have been like easily a four or five star match. It was so good. I want them at Mania. I kinda want Ray to win the the US title at uh at Fastlane. I don't think it'll happen. What do you think they're going to do? Do you think they're just going to have Truth Mysterio at Fastlane? Or do you think... Or do you think they're going to keep this open challenge going on a little bit longer? I feel like they're going to do another open challenge at Fastlane and then Ray will will answer it and win. Because I feel like what they'll do is uh, almost have Ray playing a bit of a bad guy, but not really. Um, So Andrade answers next week. He attacks Ray Mysterio beforehand. So Ray can't answer it. And we see that backstage early in the night. Andrade will then get distracted because Rey Mysterio's music will start playing. Roll up like happened the other day. Yeah. Truth wins. Um, <clears throat> then fast lane at the weekend. Um, Andrade's not at the show. Like we're told that he's been banished. It's going to be Rey versus Truth. And then Mysterio wins. Uh, he wins one-on-one. And then Truth will face, can face him in the week before on SmackDown. Or the week after on SmackDown. Losers rematch if they if they give him one because they they give some out they give they don't give yeah them. they just do it so their their ruling of no no rematches hasn't really worked well they just pick and choose when it yeah, suits it do. doesn't don't they um so then it just then it'd leave Ray versus Andrade on the actual Mania card with something to hold to it because I feel like if there's not a paint if there's not a uh, a title with it it's either going to be pre-showed 
I would not want that to happen. Or, well, I mean, it still could be pre-show, let's be honest. Yeah, there's going to be a, quite a few matches on this card. Some, some of them are going to have to go on the pre-show. Yeah. It's either going to be pre-showed or if it's not got a title, if it's got a title, it, it, it looks like it could be, it could have a chance of being on the full card. I'd at least give it more chance. And that way, then it'll have a bit longer as well. If it's not got, like if they've got, if they've got to have this match and then a US title match on the card as well, it detracts from the time of all the matches. So, kill two birds with one stone. Exactly. Night Andrade is the US champion on Mania. Oh. oh it'd be big. It'd be big. And that then he can hold. He can hold the belt. Well, exactly. He can. Like they don't like. I think long term he'll be. I think he is one of WWE's. I think he's the best wrestler in WWE right now. Right now, like. He literally has had the best matches. Well, in on the main roster at least, he's had the best matches with whoever he's been in with, no matter who, who have an insane match. Um, and so I feel like give him a US title, have him hold it for like maybe a year, maybe the whole year. Well, this whole is, year. this could reestablish the US title action actual meaningful. Yeah, if they have, belt. if they because that um, a full on Rey Mysterio versus Andrade match where they're going at it for 10, 15 minutes on the WrestleMania card could be a five-star match. If they can get Andrade to win the title with a five-star classic at Mania, that instantly establishes the belt. Establishes Andrade and the belt together yeah, as two huge like product, products. Because, because if the casual audience see that Rey Mysterio is the US champion, they're going to want to tune in. If I tell my brother who's, who watches like Mania maybe each year and that's about it, he'll tune in to see Rey Mysterio. This is a weird point I'd quickly like to point out. Everyone I speak to who's some who used to watch WWE back in the day or doesn't really watch it now, sort of, or doesn't watch it at all anymore. Everyone seems to know who Rey Mysterio is. Like, Everyone. it's so his mask is so iconic, and he, I just like, I think like Cena, Mysterio, Orton, them sort of people from like the mid 2000s, everyone seems to just recognize them. Well, my girlfriend, I love shout out Gabrielle, what a gal, shout out, uh, shout out Gabrielle. Um, she knows who Rey Mysterio is. And she's the girliest girly girl you've ever met. And she knows about Rey Mysterio because she saw his mask on loads of Nickelodeon adverts. There you go. (laughs) But she knows who they are because there's all the action figure adverts and she always saw Rey Mysterio's mask everywhere. So as soon as as I told her their name, she was like, who's that? And I was like, wrestle with the mask. Oh, that one. And she just knew. So like everyone knows who Rey Mysterio is. If they they have potentially their next big, it's definitely gonna be their next big Latin star Mm. in Andrade. Because you can tell he's going to be what they wanted Del Rio to be in terms of just like, own like... Definitely. And that just solidifies everything. Like, it already solidifies him anyway by beating Ray, but winning a title on Mes- at WrestleMania, beating the best, maybe one of the best luchadors, if not the best luchador of all time, doing it, it'd be brilliant. I can't, I can't see any problem with that match. But this is me. You are, you've sold it to me about Fastlane. In truth, I Mysterio. I think that that's the good way to get around to get to this match, Andrade and Mysterio, with meaningful with a title belt on the line. Because I I love our truth. I think our truth is one of the funniest wrestlers ever. Like, on he makes awkward comedy work. It, there's very few people in WWE that actually hit the nail on the head every time with the comedy spots because some of them just do not hit like, at all. It's the fact that like when he went into the Royal Rumble and got out a ladder. And tried to climb to the top and yeah, that was brilliant. And then wasn't it? when he thought uh, he was in, he when he thought he wasn't in the uh, elimination, it wasn't in the uh, money in the bank. He thought it was. We think it was a Royal Rumble. It might be the other way around. 
Um, and he thought he didn't think he was in the Money in the Bank match. He said he was scared of ladders uh, yeah. at, at uh, WrestleMania 32. So WrestleMania 31, when he uh, was in the won the when Daniel Bryan won the IC title. Yeah. So he climbed the ladder like with his eyes closed and got stopped in the trunk uh, and then fell. Like he's he is, makes awkward comedy work. And I want him. To, I want to see him. I want to see him have a fun reign. But at the same time, you're not Andrade, mate. You're not playing on five star <laughs> classics. So get out. <laughs> and on that note. I think quickly, quickly brush on 205 Live, quick brush on NXT. So 205, we had Tony Nice and Drew Gulak going through in the Cruiserweight tournament. Uh, and they announced next week, you've got Humberto Carrillo versus Oni Lorcan and Akira Tozawa versus Cedric Alexander as the next two matches. Uh, it's basically assuming that the winners of, so you'll see Nice versus Gulak, I assume, and then the winner of Carrillo, Lorcan and Tozawa, Alexander will face off. And then the winner, maybe the pre-show fast lane? Yeah, maybe. Wait, no, no, could Because they'd only have done, there's still four matches, Wait. To, three matches to do, shall I say? Yeah, I don't think they're going to fit that in time. Because there'll be the, those two matches next week, and then they need to do one, uh, two more matches, then the final. So, my mistake. I'm thinking way too far ahead. I keep forgetting fast lanes next weekend. Um, so, out of the six men that are left, who do you think's winning? Tony Nice. You want Tony Nice versus Mafia Mania? I think, it, I think it's the match what needs to happen. We've already seen Cedric Alexander a lot. We've seen Tazar recently. Yeah, well, both I, of those have had singles matches exactly. for the belt. Um, I don't think. Korea's not ready for it, I he's don't think. N- he's not, no. Maybe next maybe next Mania. Oh, yeah. And they can slowly build him up over the next year. Because it's, look, they, um, well, Gulak and uh, Gallagher are sort of uh, building up Carrillo and want to like have Carrillo join those two and sort of work with those two uh, work, have, the, have him work with them too so I feel like that could maybe be the reason that may, like that could be why Carrillo either loses or gets through the tournament uh, and gets through towards, towards the final then loses the final because of those two and then he has a natural storyline to go through and has to get through those two before he gets his chance. That'd be a great moment for him if he got to the final wouldn't it? I think, I think that is the final they're going to go for I think they'll have Nice versus Carrillo or if not him, they'll have, I want to say Nice versus Lorcan. I feel like the winner of that match is going to the final. I can't see Cedric Alexander or, T- or Tazal going for it. I hope they do, they won't do it. But you know, before, uh, for uh, Tazawa to get his opportunity, they did a fatal four-way elimination match. And the winner, which was Tazawa, because he beat, uh, it was, um, who did he beat? He beat Alexander, he beat Mapin Gulak. Was it Brian Kendrick? I can't remember who beat. Um, I'll now find out for you. It was Tasawa and Alexander and Leah Rush and someone else. I forgot who the other one was. Was it TJP or was it Kalisto? Korea. I think it was Korea. It was Korea. It was Korea, wasn't it? Um, and they had that fatal four-way, which then led uh, to Tasawa getting the opportunity. They won't do it. There'll be a one-on-one match to win the tournament with. I think it'd be a really fun way to win the tournament again. with just Because they gave, they gave the match about half an hour. If they just have one episode of, of Tour 5 Live where the only match on the show is a fatal four-way, give it like 30, 40 minutes, I think it'd be great. Because they, they usually, um, Tour 5 Live is about 45 minutes. Usually about two matches, isn't it? Yeah. It's either two or three short ones. Yeah. Um, like, there was two with, um, when you had Noam Dar versus Tony Nese, there were two last week. Two that like the show that just happened with uh, Nese and Gulag winning. They could easily do a one, one match in forty minutes. I mean, like a normal a normal gauntlet match. They do six. They do multi man matches so well on two or five live. 
like all them because they don't do gimmick matches often. Same thing with NXT when they happen, they mean something. So like, if they have a like the steel the first steel cage match at NXT was huge, and it's a steel cage which is watered down on the main roster. Mm. So I feel like they could do something like that, not have an extreme match, which have a fatal four way for the to decide the winner, and then have a month to build to the match. Because then if you've got Nice versus Murphy, it's the story is pretty much there because obviously they're they're training partners, but they're still both bad, like they're still both technically bad guys at the minute. Mm. Then you can have Murphy fully turn on Nice. Yeah, they do. Well, Ditching they've got the about whole, a month to build it, haven't they? Ditching the whole eight pack gimmick and giving him just like I need to destroy you instead like they can still have him being like like wrestling as if like as as strong as he is but just a bit more violent in a way like as, a, as a face i think that'd work well having him against murphy but then if that that being said who do you think is going to win murphy or nice who would win i think i think murphy's going to keep hold of the title because we were discussing before the podcast about the cruiserweight title reigns we, uh, we were and you mentioned neville and I think Buddy Murphy's gonna hold the belt to overtake Neville as the longest reigning champion. It makes sense. I think it. I'm really upset about Neville leaving the company, but then he's doing great things. Is doing great things on the Indies' his pack, so I'm not that upset. Like he's at least doing things he wants to do. I had his match with uh, with Volta was insane. Did you see the thing with his finger. His that ring, is ridiculous. His Twice finger, his ring finger was pointing. It was, it was literally landscape. That thing. It was. Ugh. Um. Yeah, they they will do a similar thing what they did with like what they tried to do with CM Punk and have the title reign vanish. I can say, and it's only like another hundred days you'd have to mm, hold the belt. It's not long, so they could easily he'll be the second longest champion at Mania because they'll have overtaken Cedric Alexander, and then he has about a hundred days or so. So they could they could in theory have Nice eventually win, or if they have Murphy cheat to win at Mania maybe, and Ooh. then yeah, they can keep this going a little while. I think while. they should do. It. I think they should do. Um, I'm not sure how you feel about this. I think they should do cruiserweight championship matches at takeovers. Ooh. They yeah. won't. They won't. They won't. But you know how because obviously they do they do the world they did the World's Collide tournament. Yeah. And they usually have a lot of NXT guys appear on Tour Five or Vice yeah, Versa. This is the thing. Same thing with NXT UK. It's sort of on the same level they playing see, field as NXT and NXT see, UK, isn't it? Yeah, they see all those three brands as the same sort of standard. And um I won't give too much of a spoiler, but they're gonna they've done NXT champion, NXT, uh, UK championship matches at NXT takeovers before, and they're doing them. They'll be doing them soon as well. So I, I don't see why they don't. And then that way, like they can still have pay per view matches on pre shows because they use the pre shows for promotion reasons, like for the cruiserweights at least. Yeah. Um, as much as I hate it, but like a big match like that, if they they could have Murphy and Alexander, uh, Murphy versus um, Tony East, I'll say, and like a two out of three falls or. An extra, like a no DQ match at a takeover imagine how much more hot the crowd would be at an NXT show rather than a main the, roster pay-per-view pre-show for the example the crowd would be there for a start because if it's a pre-show not, <laughs> yeah. the crowd's usually not always there good point and then the crowd would actually know the storyline going into it as well because most of the time pay-per-view fans are, pay-per-view like crowds are not always the most active fans they're just fans that occasionally like the product and are a bit richer so can afford pay-per-views but I don't know. I think it'd work. I think it'd work better because I think even they could even do like cruiserweight takeovers, at, at, have it have them at full sale like they used to for the old takeovers, because there's been times where there's been like, for example, they could have had Dar versus Nice. Like that could have been a takeover match. The whole thing with like Alexander finally getting a win. Like uh, I keep saying Alexander, uh, Tony, uh, bloody hell, Mike Canellis getting his win. Finally, that could happen at a takeover. 
Like all the, they have a lot of storylines on the show. They could easily, it doesn't even have to be as many as, it could just be one or two a year. Yeah. And it would just elevate the brand, I think. Because people got interested in NXT UK with the TakeOver event. Because it's like, oh, it's a pay-per-view. Let's watch it'll be their best show. Every NXT TakeOver gets a big draw from a crowd as well. It just makes more sense, I think, having a big, having a big show. But that's just my opinion. Uh, next up, NXT. Not too much happened this week. Uh, the Dusty Classics is back next week. And they announced the DIY is going to be in the Classic. Mm. Very exciting. Uh, they, we had uh, Donovan Dijakovic and Keith Lee in a no contest. This was a good match, wasn't it? Very good match. It didn't even end. The match was a no. no. The match was a double. And I know. I, I just want more. I want so much more. If this match doesn't happen at Takeover New York, I'm going to be very annoyed. It doesn't even have to have any. It can just open the show. Like it doesn't need a title. It doesn't need anything. They are, but the pair of them, their athleticism and their power is just so impressive, isn't it? Neither of them have had a Takeover match yet because they've, they've, um, well, they've both been on. Uh, Keith Lee's been on NXT a little bit shorter but they've both been on NXT for a while now and they've not had a big match give it to themselves like I get that there may not be an actual a clear cut loser here but does it matter? I don't think whoever's losing this match is not losing yeah, like in not, that sense because you can do like um, Velveteen Dream lost against Alistair Black but he gained more from the match than Alistair exactly, Black yeah, did winning yeah so this thing, they can easily fix that, but I feel like that could be a great way to start TakeOver New York off. Uh, as well as that, uh, Ayo Shirai versus Bianca Belair was announced uh, for a few weeks' time for the number one contendership for Shayna Baszler's title. Who do you want Who do you want to win? Baszler or... Uh, do you want uh, Bianca Belair or Ayo Shirai? Shirai. Just to give it another, a new interesting match with Baszler, in my opinion. I'm getting a bit annoyed with Belair now. I was a big, I'm a big fan of her still. I think, I think she's a great talent. But before, um, before uh, the last takeover for Rumble, so in Phoenix, she was undefeated. Hmm. She keeps saying she's undefeated, but she, she lost. She passed out. She didn't tap out. She passed out, but you still lost the match. You're not undefeated anymore. Like if Asuka passed out last year, she would have lost a match. She would have lost her belt. So it's annoying me that she keeps saying I'm undefeated. And she's like, like I'm unbeatable, I'm undefeated. Like, well, you're not. <laughs> yeah, you, we all saw it. You, we all saw you pass out and you sat in the ring for about two minutes not breathing. Like, we know you're not. <laughs> and it's annoying, like, small little things like that annoy me in wrestling. People don't admit that they lost. It just bugs me. It bugs me a lot. Yeah, bend the, they bend the rules a bit, don't they? Silly to keep something going, but like, like they don't. Say. But they don't. They don't. They could have just had to say, "I didn't tap out." But don't say, "I'm undefeated." I didn't tap out. She didn't beat me. Well, yeah, she could just say, "I never like gave in." I, I, I didn't, I didn't give choose, up to her. Yeah, I didn't shoot. My body gave out. My heart didn't. I still deserve a shot. Then she still re- retains being a babyface. I'm undefeated. That didn't happen. You sound like a heel. <laughs> you sound like the bad guy. Like just. Ugh. I don't want to see it again. It wasn't the, it wasn't a bad match. It was quite an enjoyable match, but I feel like I don't know. I quite like I do quite like um, Bella, but I feel like her hair gets in the way a lot. <laughs> like she wrestles around her hair because it's that long. This, yeah. Like, well, how? I'm, surely she. I'm surprised she's not had like a big accident, like tripping over it or someone else tripping over it. Or it the, makes no sense. It's, I mean, it's a very cool thing. It's very cool. And the, like, the, the hair whip is insane. 
And like the, she doesn't even like, you always see with the super kick someone slaps their leg. She doesn't slap anything. It's just the pure sound of like whipping <laughs> yeah. someone. Like it echoed in the arena against Shayna. But like, I just don't want to see it again. Like if, I, I've not got a problem with her facing off against Baszler again, but just make it a multi-person match. Like give it a triple threat or put uh, Kyrie Sane in there, make it, make it a fatal four-way. Because the women fatal four-ways at takeovers have always been brilliant. I'd agree with that. But just give it more. I can't see it. I don't think it will sell on its own. Like I don't want to. I don't want to see Belair versus. Like it's not like you remember with um, with Asuka when Asuka was the champion. We wanted to see more from Ember Moon because we thought she could actually do it. We thought she could beat her. I can't see Bianca Belair being the one to defeat. Baszler. This is the thing. Baszler's. I mean, Ky- Kyrie Sane's the only other one sort of near to that level in terms of the women's roster at the minute on NXT in my opinion Candace? she's not I, been given, she's not been pushed yet she's just been I don't think she's had many well she's not really had a big match has she she's not really had any matches to be fair. <laughs> I think it might be a good idea her versus Mia Yim obviously Mia Yim was on uh, NXT last night against Shayna Mia Yim is incredible she's very good I don't think there's a clear cut winner from that but then again doesn't need to be I feel like with NXT feuds most of the time the winners the losers will come out looking good as well like, do you remember Orkin and ba- uh, Lorcan and Birch when they had their tag match against the Undisputed Era? They came out looking so good after that, even though they lost. That was a, a lot of people weren't really in. Well, they didn't really know. They didn't really care about. Yeah. Them. And then after that, everyone's like, only Lorcan and Danny. But these two guys are just complete badasses. And I'm gonna say something that I feel like might annoy you. I feel like we we all might think about that way about the Forgottensons if they have a big takeover match. If, the, if they get a big match, because Wesley Blake is great. Like, Blake and Murphy were a brilliant tag team. But I, I feel like it might happen. I feel like we might all... We're sat here now like the Forgotten Sons. Well, they do need the big breakout moment, don't they? But as it stands, I'm not really interested in it. We keep forgetting about them. <laughs> it's, almost a, it's almost like a joke. Yeah. But we keep forgetting about them again. They're sons that have truly been forgotten by me. By, by us. <laughs> Ring Post does not care for you. <laughs> do you reckon that... Well, they're in the, uh, they're in the uh, Dusty Classic. Do you reckon they're going to win it? Who, who have they got in the first round? Was it... Is um, it Lorcan and Birch? Yes, I think it is. Well, if, then, if they're going out in the first round here, then what is really the point of the Forgotten Sons? Because they've not really had a big, anything big so far. Well, if not them, who do you reckon? Who do you reckon would be a good ch- a, like, a good idea to win? Maybe you could say um, Street Profits. Maybe Street Profits. Yeah, aren't they still? Are they still the Evolve Tag yeah. Champions? Yeah, it's weird. They're being pushed in Evolve, but not anywhere else. So it's bizarre. Um, and I hope they'd. I hope I want them to do something big. Um, they're really. They're one of my favorite teams. I feel like anything that um, Montez Ford does, I just love. Like he's the funniest and most suave looking man that roster has. And I'm just trying to check. Yeah, they faced, they've got a, uh, Bor- uh, <laughs> they Borkin and Lurch then. <laughs> uh, they've got Danny, Danny Birch and Danny Lorcan, I think next week or the week after. And then we've got uh, Barthel and Eichner against Ricochet and Black. That would be a good match. I think, as great as the match is going to be, I think we know who's going to win. Yeah, that. that's an obvious one. Uh, we have Mustache Mountain versus the Street Profits. Oh. 
and we have a DIY versus the Undisputed Era, which is really weird. They've done that. They've um they keep building towards a black and like Ricochet and Black have got this problem with the Undisputed Era, but then didn't. Are they on the other side of the? Uh... Yeah, that is strange. Unless they're gonna face off in the final, but I don't know. I've not looked too far into the spoilers this week, the last few weeks, so it's interesting. It's very interesting. Could go either way, couldn't it? Could go very, could go either way. Um, I've got two more things I want to talk about. So, WrestleMania and Takeover New York. We've got what, about four weeks left, four or five weeks left. Yeah, something like that. What are you most looking forward to? We've we've discussed it heavily already on this podcast, but if it, if we do get Kofi and Brian. I can't wait for that. It's like going to be an incredible... I feel like we need that match. I feel like if they don't give us that match, there's just, what is the point of this last month then? Like, they, what, like they, they should have just given them that, like, they should have just put someone else in the in the chamber, if not. Because mm. they, I feel like they knew giving Kofi an hour in a match is going well, to build exactly. them up. So if they don't actually pull the trigger, surely, surely it's just bizarre. It's criminal, actually. If they don't... Well, they may as well just put Rey Mysterio in the match, if not, because he didn't need, like, they may as well put someone who didn't need to prove anything in the match rather than Kofi it, it's bizarre the other other match which was seemingly made on Raw Monday Batista Triple H now I don't think this is going to be a five star classic in terms of but I think well, one, I, of, one of my underrated matches like yes it was a big convoluted mess and it didn't have the finish I wanted and it weren't particularly <laughs> a, a classic in ring match but just the shenanigans I just it's one of my underrated matches in recent years. Sting versus Triple H. I think it's sort of going to be a similar sort of vibe to that match. I hope it is. I, ho- oh, I hope it's so much. I think if when I hear Batista's theme song, that's it. If it's on Monday on Raw, if it's net, if it's at Mania, I'm going to lose my head. That's the, that's the good thing with the finish on Raw, with like the cliffhanger with Batista backstage. Like, So instead of just giving away Batista coming to the ring with the theme, we now know Batista's back and now that pop or on either next Monday or Fastlane or wherever that's just going to be huge isn't it I'm just seeing if he's supposed to uh, be at Raw or not uh, next Raw appearance revealed thanks Cultaholic big up um, he's set to be at Raw this week yeah it, interesting well this is this has all been this has all started from uh, the uh, Smackdown 1000 hasn't it because obviously on SmackDown 1000 we had Triple H, we had uh, Batista saying, you've done everything in this company, all of us have, except you've never beat me, Triple H, have you? And then that was like... Everyone wanted to see that match. What? And now, I think I've been thinking about this match for the last, what, like four months it's been since since yeah, 1000? four months, nearly Three five. Or, it was October. Yeah. So, I'm very excited to see where that goes. And hope I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's Batista win. What matches? What other matches are you looking forward to that are penciled in or probably going to happen? Andrade versus Ray is obviously yeah. a big one on my list. Um, it's looking like we may see uh, Adam Cole or Matt Riddle versus um, Velveteen Dream. Um, Adam Cole keeps mentioning. He's mentioned over the last like two or three weeks. He's not had every time he gets a chance to mention it. He mentions he's not had a rematch yet for the for the North American title. So I feel like that's gonna happen at some point, and if not, Riddle's just had the big. He's had a big win at Takeover, and they don't always do Takeover single matches, like singles matches. So when they do, usually the person will lead into a match, and I can't imagine them going straight for the title for the the world title. 
So I feel like maybe the North American title, and that would be that was probably my most anticipated from the Takeover card. But we don't really know much of the Takeover mm. card yet. No, we don't. No, we don't. We only know right because even through, even if you is is it the War Raiders versus the winners of the Tag yes. Classic? Yeah. yeah. So that's the only match we. We know, isn't it? There's one match that's been announced from NXT UK, ah, yeah. which I have seen the spoiler for. So if you don't want to hear that, I'll mute this for about 10 seconds. But Walter is facing Pete Dunne at, UK, at uh, TakeOver New York. Um, so that would be one of my matches I want to see. I, quite, I think that's going to be great. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But apart from that, hello to everyone that's back. Um, your 10 seconds are up, so I hope to hear you again. Um, they're probably the big three I'm looking forward to. I feel like because Mania's Mania's always great and it's always going to be brilliant but like, I feel like everything on the card's going to be good no matter what this year like the way it's looking so far everything looks good it is back to TakeOver it is bizarre we've not really got many matches made announced yet we've not for, we're not for either of them because we've only got, we've only technically got um, Charlotte versus Ronda and um, Seth versus mm. Um, Brock announced for Mania and that's just as long away and we've not got any of them announced yet judging off the pace of these two of Raw and Smackdown this week um, it's definitely going to pick up isn't it following Fastlane like they're going to have like, to cram a lot of stuff storyline wise in aren't they well they're going to do well like this week for example we didn't see Asuka or Mandy Rose for example on the TV and they announced it after the show so I feel like they're probably going to do it so with Raw they have more time but with Smackdown for example They'll probably like not have the IC the US Championship on the show, but have like a backstage promo if, like I've said, Rey Mysterio wins it, or they'll have him attacking backstage and not have a full on match, and do things that way so they can fit more into the show and have less matches or have like one week we have loads of World Championship like we have uh, a Daniel Bryan versus like Big E match, and then we'll see a promo from uh, hopefully Andrade and Rey the week after match between some like around those two promo between there and then split it up so we've got they can get as much done as possible on Smackdown because like as much as I prefer a two hour show there's a lot they've got they've got a less like one hour less yeah so yeah. one final thing I want to touch on uh, Breed Pro Wrestling so I did a pro, I did a podcast with Mitch one of the co-owners uh, about a month ago now I think it was yeah about a month ago um, just before their first show Sunday Night Eat and I've not done another podcast since because I'm stupid and I forgot last week um, I did no I did one I did I did the Elimination Chamber previews and then didn't do this no. the one last week because I'm stupid you picked a good week of wrestling to do I, one I couldn't, couldn't have came back on a bigger week could I one week off I didn't, I've got nothing to show for my week either so I didn't there's nothing it was just a lazy week and I was lazy um, but I didn't talk about the Brood show but the show was it was probably one of the best it was the best indie show I've been to uh, definitely and I've, I've seen a Ring of Honor shows and I've seen some Southside shows and this blew Southside out of the water, I'll be honest. Like, considering Southside have been going for, like, nearly 10 years now, even the production quality was better than, than Southside, and everything was better. Like, it was in, a th- it was in like, a full-on movie theatre, so the seats were, like, the comfiest seat I've sat in ever. It was insane. Uh, but the show ended uh, with their big, like, world championship tournament. It was an eight-man tournament on the night. It ended with TK Cooper winning the Breed Pro Championship uh, with... Uh, his ETM, uh, so escaping the mid card, uh, group mates. You had uh, Spike Trevay and Chuck Mambo come in and help in and win. It's a very interesting match. He beat Lucky Kid to win the belt. Uh, and the next show, which is going to be Never, uh, Never Fight a Man with a Perm, which is on the 17th of March, in, which is St. Patrick's Day. 
Uh, it's at the Sheffield City Hall. You can get your tickets at breedwrestling.co.uk. Uh, breed uh, if you use the discount code Hallam, you get two pounds off. So help us out. Big up. Um, yeah, so the next show, the co-main event is going to be TK versus Lucky Kid, who he pinned to get the belt. What do you think? I know you weren't there at the show, but you saw, you saw the results. You saw uh, I've seen the results and I've seen quite a few pictures just going back to what you just said a minute ago about the setup of the ring and the seat, it, it looked really classy, in my opinion, for a first show as well. I know, because there was a first show, and now this show's going to be at the City Hall as well, which is going to be even classier probably as well. It, they are picking good venues by the looks of it. They've done, they've picked it well. But yeah, going back to uh, TK Cooper winning the belt, they've set him up now as a big, well, big is, name. TK's done a lot in the last few years. Like, since well, he's not done that much shall I say since he split with uh, Travis Banks Travis Banks really shot up to superstardom and he had a few injuries didn't he he did have a fair few in, he's only just he only really last couple of, last, last year he's only just sort of steadied himself back uh, and he said like, he's, um, he's changed his character around a lot and he seems a lot more vicious now he's truly escaped the mid cards <laughs> as the show would suggest <laughs> um, with the three of them all holding UK championships around the country Um it was a really interesting. I wasn't up to date with the. I wasn't up to date with what TK was doing, but he was my pick going in. Me and my friend Archie went to the show. We were the only two people cheering for him, and I went up and spoke to him uh, at the intermission when he was selling shirts. And he was like, "Well, I'm going to win now for you because you've asked me to win." So, oh. so I mean, I'm the reason he's you, escaped you the mid card. So you're welcome, TK. You're really welcome. I expect a free shirt at the next show. If I'm not getting one, I'm going to take your title. Simple as that. <laughs> Westwood I helped, versus I helped, I helped you win it. I can take it back. Um, but no, he's facing Lucky Kid and Lucky Kid had Majid with him at the last show, especially in the first match, at least, against Spike Gervais. My boy. My, one of my boys, Spike Gervais. Oh, love him. Um, I feel like without someone in his corner, he's going to be a bit stuck. He's got two... Because we assume that TK will have Spike and Mambo at ringside, even though they've both got matches before in the show. I assume they'll be at ringside with him. If not a ringside, they'll be in the back lurking. I feel like having mm. a two-man advantage against, yeah. against Lucky Kid is going to be stack, a bit hard. Stack deck, isn't it, against him? And I feel like I can't see TK losing. He's too good. Lucky Kid's great, but I feel like, especially with with the added two men behind him, I feel like he can't. I feel like he won't be able to do it. And what was the, uh, isn't it a co-main, co-main event yeah, with co-main another event. really big international match? So you've got uh, Chris Ridgway, who was in the, um, who was in the tournament at the last show. Uh, he was taken out of the match by uh, Scotty Taylor from uh, Scotty Taylor, Scotty Davis from OTT, shall I say? He got drafted into the show because Phantasma got a concussion by doing a front flip the night before. Oh dear! And it was I think it was two nights before he put on Twitter he got a concussion. He did he did either a front flip or a back flip off a bench and landed it wrong, got a concussion. So they replaced him with Scotty Davis from uh, from OTT, who got to the final, uh, and he um, the referee thought he tapped out, but I don't think he did tap out uh, to a submission from Ridgeway. Um, so after Davis was eliminated, he then attacked Ridway, Ridgeway, um, and then TK got the pin on Ridgeway, who was downed. Um, so that they had a bit of a stare off. So eventually, we may see that in the future, and maybe mm. down the line in the summer, which I hope to see. Because I don't know. Have you seen? Have you seen much OTT? I can't say I have seen a lot of OTT. It's Oh, I know it's, it's on my list because there's so much wrestling to watch it's on my so, list it's, wrestling's in a boom period right now which is great but there's so many companies setting up and it's not like in the past where there wasn't a way to watch them everyone has a video on demand exactly. service it's, and there's so many different payments coming out I'm like well, what, do I, <laughs> what do I buy um, but no so you had you had uh, 
You've now got Chris Ridgway, who this was announced before the show anyway. He's facing off against Elijah Dragunov, who has just been announced to have signed to NXT UK. And it's one of his final independent bookings in the UK, like confirmed bookings. Massive match for Ridgway. A big match for Ridgway. It could really make his it could make his UK career. Because Dragunov's not he doesn't lose a lot. The man's beat pretty much everyone <laughs> there is as well. Like he's been everywhere and he's beat everyone. I feel like Ridgway could do it. I hope he can. I hope he can. Well, he's a really... Having watched Ridgeway live, he's a very intimidating guy. I feel like I'm very scared of him. (laughs) I walked past him and I was like, I don't even want to say hello. I feel like you're going to beat me up. Like, I was... He's a scary dude. But he's also... He seems a very lovely dude as well. When he was selling things after the show, I was like... I saw people go and talk to him and I was like, I'm just going to walk away. (laughs) Like, you know, like I feel like... I saw uh, I saw Volta at a New Japan show. He was walking. He was in the like he was walking to uh, to go to the bathroom or something, and I saw him because it was before everyone was selling merch. And me and my friend Hume were like, "Hello," <laughs> and Hume was like, "Oh, can we go get a picture with him?" And I'm like, "I don't want to go and ask him for a picture when I'm not buying his merch. I feel like I'm going to get chopped." <laughs> well, people were paying to get chopped by. Oh him. my god! Someone literally took off their shirt. They paid like twenty five pounds, got a shirt, and then because they paid like a five or extra, got chopped, and so. <laughs> They filmed it, and you see Nagata, who's like one of the New Japan legends, sat there as well selling his merch. And he just turns around towards the camera, uh, the person who was filming, with just a shocked face, and his hands are on his... his he, hadn't heard, he hadn't heard a fan do that before. So he just says, he has his hands over his face, like, oh my god, what? And just looked at the camera like, uh... <laughs> it was like, welcome to Britain. <laughs> welcome to the UK. We assault people. Um, I feel like Ridgeway's got to do it. If Ridgeway can do it, I feel like that that confirms that he's going to get a championship shot if mm. he can do it. That would be interesting. I can't see Dragunov coming back. Obviously, if you're signed to NXT UK, you can do other bookings around the country. Obviously, you see Pete done everywhere. Um, same with the rest of Mustache Mountain. Um, so, but I feel like you wouldn't... I don't know. I feel like if 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 Ridgeway can beat Dragunov, and it's kind of a dream match for a lot of people, especially in the UK scene, I feel like he could do it. I hope he does it, just because I feel like it'd be an interesting way to see be interesting to see what how like how up for it Dragonov is considering he's now got a big contract. He's not got to good, prove anything. Yeah, anymore. good point. Like a lot of these UK the, guys. This are is more of a big bigger match for Ridgeway rather than Dragonov. Yeah, Dragonov's got nothing to prove in this. Mm. Dragonov's just there to 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 beat another big name in the UK. Whereas if Ridgeway beats Dragonov, Dragonov's NXT UK's biggest new signing. Like everyone was so excited the other day when it was officially announced. Could be a star making. It genuinely could make him in the UK. Like he's. He's, he's, he's well known he's well known mm. by a lot of people but I feel like he's not he's not of the same sort of name as like as, a, as an Osprey as a Jimmy Havoc he's not to that to that giant name yet and I feel like this could really make him if he wins it so to anyone who's in Sheffield who's going to be here for St. Patrick's Day on the 17th of March if you're looking for tickets go to breedwrestling.co.uk and you can buy tickets for Never Fight a Man with a Perm uh, if you use the code HALLAM all in capitals you can get a £2 discount you can get tickets for £12.50 if you get the how can you see it? Twelve fifty. What's twelve fifty? It's that's, a bargain, is what it is. That is a bargain, as our friend Joe would say. Absolute bargain. That's like that's like a meal and a pint at spoons, if you don't get them if you get a meal and a pint and then a pint as well. That's that that's that paid for. Two pints and a meal or a wrestling show for like mm, three or four wrestling hours. Wrestling show. Exactly. I mean if you go I mean if you come in, there's two spoons just opposite opposite the city hall. So you can go to spoons and get your pint as well. Best of both worlds. Best of both worlds. Anyway. That is that is your ring posted. I've never ended like that. I feel like that's that's now the new ending. That's the ring posted. <laughs> the ring's been posted. The ring has been posted today, lads. 
Um, have you enjoyed being on the show, Nathan? Yeah, I've very much enjoyed this. Thank you very much for having me, Adam. I'm going to bring you back for sure, for sure. We're, um, we're, we're definitely, we're definitely going to do another one of these probably in the next few weeks. It might not be next week because I'm the laziest person we know, clearly, because <laughs> I missed last week. So we'll say we'll be back definitely covering Fastlane and what's happening. We'll do a preview show probably the same time next week, get everything that's happened with Fastlane ran down. Predict the full predict the full card. They've got a lot to they've got a lot to do next week. <laughs> There's only four matches on a three hour card, so I don't think they're going to give an hour to Bailey and Bailey, Sasha, and Naya and Tamina. Hmm. So anyway, I've been Adam Westwood, and I've been Nathan Harding. Thank you for listening. See you next week, guys. Bye.